you felt like I chose them over you. But assuming positive intent with each other, because we know that's not exactly how it happened, just made that so much better for us to communicate it back and forth. And how many times in our life does this happen, right? Hundreds, thousands on a daily basis, assume positive intent and ask good questions if you don't clearly understand what they're asking. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. COVID has finally hit the entire greenhouse and what started off as just this little throat tickle is now a full week of rearranging plans and alternating childcare. So Colin and I thought that this would be the perfect time to record an episode, just the two of us. So today we'll focus on some of the biggest obstacles that we deal with as a family and how we're finding strategies to get through them. And we have a feeling that many of our pain points maybe ones that you're going through as well. So Colin, welcome back to the podcast. I am happy to be back. This one feels a little bit more intimate than normal. Yeah. I don't know if it's the bedroom that we're in or if it's just the fact that it's the two of us. (laughs) But yeah, kind of cool. It's just you and me. So let's get started with one piece of our life that it, this used to be a major pain point, but it's something that we have figured out pretty darn well. And just to kind of frame this out as adults, it's important for each of us to have hobbies. Yes, especially in parenthood when, you know, we quote, have no time, no energy. These can be the things that fuel us. These are the things that bring joy into this otherwise hamster wheel that can feel like our day to day. And here's an important note. We can't judge our partner's choice of activity. So some partners, they're going to golf. Others will grab drinks with friends. For Colin, his go-to is video games. And this, you guys, this used to irk me so much that he'd want to spend his special time hanging out in the basement, what seemed like alone on a controller. But we have definitely grown in this department. So Colin, could you give our listeners some tips on maybe giving their partners some space for these activities and also some encouragement to find these hobbies for themselves? Well, I can say this. I am incredibly thankful that you've changed your tune on video games. (laughs) You're still a work in progress on watching live sports, but we'll tackle that another day. That is very true. (laughs) No, I, I think it's incredibly important that you remember that it's not your hobby. It's their hobby. And for me, it wasn't about sitting in a basement alone, although that sounds nice sometimes too. But for me, it was really just about hitting the sticks with the boys, right? (laughs) Hitting the sticks, meaning video games for me. But this was my friend time. It was my time to hang out. I know that I'm not perfect about my scheduling of video games. It's gotten better. But I think the reason why it's working now is because I'm very intentional about when I play and how I play and the days of the week yes. and communicating together about it. It's it so much easier. Yeah. yeah. So I play once a week. It's every Thursday. It's typically after the kids go to bed. And so my hobby, for the most part, doesn't get in the way of things. Although, you know, if it's playing video games on a Saturday and we've at least talked about it, then it should be okay as long as we're on the same page. 
And it's important that we encourage our partners to have me time. And the one thing that really hurt me, kind of made me feel very resentful about you was when I would go play video games, knowing that you were feeling resentful yourself. And how does that feel, right? It doesn't, yeah. doesn't feel any good for the person that's trying to have me time when they feel like their spouse is resentful. You don't have fun or you don't have nearly as much fun. And then you dread having that conversation or you dread coming home because I know that I'm going to have to talk to you about right. it at some right. point. So we need to encourage each other. I mean, could you imagine if you had a spouse that just loved playing golf and one day you ask them, hey, this Saturday, do you want to go shoot? 18 with me this weekend like the look on their face you know, first off they might say who the heck are you and <laughs> what did you do with my wife but showing general interest in wanting them to do things either alone or together that's their hobby i just think goes an incredible long way yeah when colin stated that i don't like it it's not that i don't like that he takes the me time because that part I'm like over like that. We all need me time. We say this every single week. (laughs) We say it every week on the Herself podcast that everyone needs their time. For me, it was always why video games, but getting into the headspace that it can be anything that lights them up. It can be that golf for you. It happens to be video games. And I don't know the right questions. Like I wouldn't choose to go down there and hit the sticks with you. Like that's (laughs) not something that I would choose to do, but asking at the end, like who was on tonight? How did you play? When I ask those questions and have legitimate interest, I can see how it lights you up. And it definitely starts good conversations from there. So asking the questions about when they went to golf or when they went to that solo movie, asking those questions afterwards, it can just help them actually go and do more of it as well. And also encouraging yourself to take that same space. Yeah. And for me, it was so much about hanging out with the guys. It was not really about playing video games. It was about the camaraderie and being with the dudes. And so, yeah, encourage your spouse to take me time. And I encourage you to take me time and build it in your calendar. It's so important because we all get caught up in the day to day and we need time to zoom out and to get the big picture. And I don't know what lights you up. Maybe it's swimming. Maybe it's working out. Maybe it's running. Maybe it's reading. Maybe it's yoga. I don't know. Maybe horseback riding. I don't know what it is. And whatever it is, it's a great time to be by yourself and to have the time that you need to refresh and feel like yourself again. And every time I post about this on my Instagram stories and I take a funny photo of Colin playing video games in the basement or doing whatever he is, and it's almost a joke with my community now, but in the past, it definitely upset me. Things that have helped us are number one, scheduling it. So like Colin said, every Thursday, I just know that I have a solo night as well. I have found ways to completely reframe this. So I will go for a walk. I will go to bed early. I will read a book while taking a bath. Like this is me time too. So think about this as your time too. And because we schedule it, it just makes it so much easier that I can also look forward to this night just as much as he can. So this next question, Colin, it's a hard topic to bring up, but I know it's one that many homes also struggle with. So our middle child, our Micah, he has been in a really, really tough stretch for a long time now. And it's escalated from just being a cranky toddler into a four-year-old boy who, you know, he says some really sad and some hurtful things. 
And as I mentioned last week on Emily Oster's episode, Micah's struggling with confidence and it's showing up in many, many parts of his life right now. And this, you guys, like this also shows up in our marriage. The strain and the impatience is definitely real in the greenhouse and not just with our child's behavior, but between Colin and I too. And I'm usually pretty resilient with this type of thing. But for any family that has been going through months or even years of a spirited child, you know how hard it can be between the two adults as well. For any parents that are going through this right now, like seriously, my heart goes out to you. Like you, I've I've spent a lot of time thinking about this, seeing my boy struggle with confidence, hearing some of the hurtful things he said about himself and others, and just the anger. It's been very hard to see as his dad. So we aren't through it all. We're still going through it even today. So it's not like we're in the clear by any means. We're certainly in a better place today than we were a few months ago. But, you know, I've spent a lot of time looking at resources online. I've been researching and trying to find tips and tricks, just trying to put things into perspective because he's four. And we talked about this in the last episode. I'm still trying to figure it out for their first time. He's trying to figure it out for the first time. But I have found a couple of really nice resources online, a couple of Instagram and other resources that I follow. The first one is called The Dad Vibes. And it's dads on parenting. And it's focused on giving a better perspective for fathers. And it's been really helpful for me, especially having younger kids. The other resource that I have used is called the family coach. And I think the focus is maybe a little bit more on older kids, but again, great information and the same principles apply. So the dad vibes and the family coach. And I would highly encourage you to go out there and go look at those resources because it's excellent information. And again, it's a great moment for you to be able to zoom out to put things into perspective. Well, Khan, I'm glad that you brought those up because our listeners are always wondering, like, the Herself podcast is so great, but what resources are there for my male partner? I love that these focus on women and mothers and wives doing these things, but what can our partners also do? So I'm just so glad that you're able to bring those resources to our audience as well. Yeah, and I love both of these individuals because they come from dads. And this is an area where it feels like dads tend to struggle a little bit more when you have kids, especially one particular kid that's maybe a little bit more opinionated than others, or it has a little bit more of kind of the anger tendency. But one of the common threads that I've felt listening to both of these individuals is that our kids, the best thing that we can do for our kids is to show them how important they are to us because we all want to be loved And we all want to be desired and our kids are no different and our actions are going to speak louder than our words. So again, easier said than done, but it's a great moment to just realize again, zoom out and what are we doing that's making our kids act that way? And so a few things that come to mind as I think about how do we show them how important they are to us is number one, we can show up, just show up. It doesn't have to be spectacular, right? You don't have to be your best self every single day. Nobody's asking you to do that. I certainly couldn't do that. But showing up means not being on your phone all the time. Like, because when we get home, right, Abby, like you and I are both exhausted. 
Yeah. And it's hard to be there and be present. It's so much easier to turn on the TV. It's so much easier to be on our phones and to do the, you know, scroll through social media or whatever. And so the best thing we can do is to show up and be present. That's the best thing we can do. Number two, and especially the dad vibes talks about this a lot, is to stay patient and remembering how young they are. Get down on their level, seek to understand. They may say or do things that are adult-like, but they are not adults. Helping our kids manage their emotions requires us to learn how to manage ours first. That one really speaks loudly to me. Helping our kids manage their emotions requires us to learn how to manage ours first. And I took that one to heart. The third thing is play with them. Playing builds trust. And the wrestling on the floor, right? Doing the crazy activities that they ask you to do, just do them. Like I catch myself so many times saying no. If we could say yes to the crazy things that they want to do, it builds a, a really great bond. The last thing is, and something I've been working on, is to say sorry and really mean it. And I think those four things is what I've been really trying to focus on the last few months. And I really think it's made a difference because Micah feels like he's been heard and I've built like some equity with him, right? I've been giving him deposits. And now like if I take something away, right? He knows that I'm not just saying no because I'm saying no. I'm saying no because of real reason. Now it's not perfect, he's four. (laughs) Well, and you've said yes so many times that hopefully he'll remember that a little bit at least. Well, and I feel thankful that I have a co-parent who does like to play. It just comes so naturally to you. Maybe your partner isn't that type of way, or maybe your partner has a really hard time getting present. Maybe your partner does say no all the time. So even just encouraging him or her to focus on one of these things, like one of the things that you notice that they're doing really well, giving them compliments and encouraging them, like you do so well with being present. I love how you're able to be present with our kids. At the same time, it'd be awesome if sometimes it wasn't just reading books, if it was really playing with them, getting on the ground, the rough and tumble play. And that can help not only the bond between the kids. I mean, we've seen it firsthand. We've definitely seen it firsthand. But then just also between the two of you, because like Colin and I are saying, it is so, so hard on a marriage when you're continuing to have the spirited child over and over and over again. To add on to that, Abby, You were very good in this category because you sat down with me and said, hey, we need to do something different. The actions that we're taking today are not serving Micah. It might be serving the other two just fine, but for Micah, he needs something different. And we sat down together and we built a plan. So I would just encourage anybody out there that we are a prime example of this. And again, still working on it, but sit down with them and say, hey, we're not showing up as the best parents as we should be or want to be. What can we be doing differently or better to get us to where we want to be as parents? And as you guys know, we love BetterHelp. And yes, they are a sponsor, but this next point right here, I'm going to get really, really vulnerable. This is something that only a few of our close friends know about, and now we're sharing it with over 10,000 of our listeners, but Micah has been seeing a counselor through BetterHelp for several weeks now. So I've seen a therapist for over two years, and just recently, I switched it to family therapy because sometimes we need help from an outside source, 
and actually moving forward, that's exactly what our family needed was to see this family therapist. We jump on a video conference once a week and Tracy is able to really ask Micah questions that I just wouldn't have thought to ask. Like he'll bring up our conversation hours later, even days later. So I know that it's hitting at a really deep level. And are all of our challenges cured immediately? No, not at all. But we're definitely on our way to a much more confident little boy and also having much more harmony in our home. So if family therapy is something that you're thinking that your little one needs or that you might need just as a partnership in order to have that more harmonious home and to have that marriage that isn't just constantly bickering about what to do with a spirited child, we definitely recommend BetterHelp. And our listeners do get 10% off their first month by going to betterhelp.com slash herself. And again, that's 10% off at betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash herself. So these are the hard conversations that we're always willing to share when we are ready because we know that many families, it affects so many other families and having a male perspective. So Colin, thank you again for just jumping on. It can just also help our female listeners understand that you know, your male partners might have this perspective as well. They may have things to add to the conversation or they may have different thoughts than what you have. Yes, they will. <laughs> And Micah isn't the only one who has extra appointments these days. So as Owen gets older and older, we are learning more about who he is and what he'll need to live you know, the most successful life that he possibly can. But as his parents, we are definitely feeling the pull of just time on our calendar. So Colin, I would love if you could just go into... I mean, just a detail of what our life looks like here and also just some strategies that we have pulled together to make this a little bit easier for us. We are in full fun mode over here in the thick of it. We are just finishing up Lucy's year of kindergarten, Micah's full-time in daycare. They're just getting started in soccer and in baseball. And Owen, he has got more appointments than anyone, it feels like. He's got physical therapy two times a month to work on his low tone. And he's starting to take a ton of steps right now. He's a walking man. Speech therapy is twice a month to support his communication. He's saying, hi, dad, dad, which I know mommy really despises. It's like, why do they say hi, dad, dad first? Come on. Like we created them for nine months and then they say dad first. I just can't get over it. Well, Come I'm, on. I'm clearly his favorite. That must be the reason. <laughs> ENT is once a month he's he currently has a double ear infection it was oozing out of his eyes and out of his ears it's the grossest thing i've ever seen but he's had tubes in his ears the last year he'll have to have another surgery this summer to remove his adenoids to see if that helps and as someone that has had four inner ear surgeries myself as a kid i know how uncomfortable it can be and i really hope that we can get this figured out and i know we will he has a bunch of urology appointments that we're picking up because he'll have another surgery this summer to bring down his testicle, that poor testy that never descended. And we check on his liver, heart, and of course his eyes quarterly. But you get the point. It's a lot. And I'm sure what you're going through is also a lot. And it's a lot that it can happen during a week, not to mention trying to fit two work schedules in the midst of it. And oh, oh by the way, maybe a marriage? Now, marriage would be nice to fit in there sometimes. 
Uh, what's been nice though for us is that Abby has taken a big chunk of these, especially during my busy season. And I will start to pick these, some of these up here soon as my work slows down. So we kind of give and take depending on the time of year. And Abby has been a real trooper throughout this, getting all of our kids to where they need to go. And I really appreciate that. Oh, thanks, babe. Yeah. Thank you. So to manage through all this, we've done really two things. One is there are Sunday night planning. We've talked about that in the past. Every Sunday night we get together, we talk about what's going on in the next week. The next few weeks, we look at our calendar kind of on a monthly basis and we coordinate calendars. And if it's not in the calendar, it's not real. And <laughs> frankly, I don't have the best memory, so I really need to lean on it. And maybe your spouse does too. <laughs> I don't know. So instead of Abby getting angry about things falling through the crap, or crack, crack, through the craps, <laughs> through the cracks, <laughs> get it on the calendar. And if it's on the calendar, we both know about it and we both can plan for it. No surprises. Well, now all of this has just become part of our lives. But when you state them one after another, after another, Colin, it is a lot. And for special needs families, you get it. This is what life looks like every week. And for other families that don't have a kiddo with extra special appointments, using this for things like soccer practice or swim lessons or even into sleepovers, get really strategic so that both parents don't burn out with this child scheduling. And just like we talked about with Emily Oster's interview, like the newborn stage, the toddler stage is rough in its own ways. But as we get into, and Amy and I, we both have kiddos that are just finishing up their kindergarten year. As we get into these later school years, we are finding that there's just so much more scheduling. There is so much more calendar work. There are so many more things to remember and being really, really strategic with our calendars and with our times we don't burn out. It's just so, so important. Yeah. And it can't be a one parent thing. No, no, no. And if it is currently, right, you're probably feeling some burnout or your spouse is feeling burnout. So it's got to be a partnership. It has to be. Mm -hmm. And you might come back with us like, oh, you know, I'm a military spouse or my spouse travels for weeks on end or I'm a single parent. So if you are in one of these positions, could this mean asking like one of your soccer teammates' parents to pick up your child as a carpool situation? Maybe you could schedule a play date with your younger kids so that you aren't at a game while wrangling the little ones too. Like just figuring out a strategy instead of being upset about your current situation. Like that's one thing that Amy and I, every single week, we just want to figure out strategies so that our listeners aren't burning out and that you feel good in these roles that we have right now. And maybe you are doing it alone and you're dominating. Like, hallelujah. <laughs> Colin has such, we both have such respect for single parents. We talk about that so often. And let's pause this interview to bring up our newest podcast sponsor and one that hits really close to home. And that is Open. So Open is a digital mindfulness platform that combines breath work, meditation, and movement all in one app. So you can start your day with a five to 20 minute breathwork class. Um, I know some people replace their cup of coffee in the afternoon with some midday breathwork. I personally love using meditations in bed. They put me to sleep in minutes and I always wake up feeling a little bit more energized. What I like about Open is that it's a little bit different because you can do live classes with friends 
And as a member, you have unlimited guest passes, which is so fun. Colin, I should bring you on to some of these classes because they definitely have been just a breath of fresh air ever since I started using them. It has been so cool to see the community experience that other apps like this simply don't have. The classes also feel really natural. It's almost like the teacher is in the room with you and they don't have cliche music or like weird bird noises in the background. It's real. It's a good conversation and it is super energizing when you want it to be and also relaxing when you need it to be. So Open is giving herself listeners 30 days completely free when you visit withopen.com slash herself. Again, you can join me on Open by going to withopen.com slash herself. Can't wait to see what you all think. So let's switch gears here and focus on you and I, Colin. So in our marriage, what do you feel is going really well? So right in this moment, I think the best thing about our marriage right now is actually you being sick. Okay, now I'm interested. <laughs> in this one. I don't know these answers before we actually She has COVID right now, and she's a little vulnerable, and I like that. I like that because you're always so go, go, go. And the beauty about COVID, if there is anything, is that this has shut you down (laughs) and turned you off a little bit and made you sit down and relax and be. And I really love that. I know this is probably like too soon (laughs) to talk about it, but frankly, I think that's good for you and it's good for us. But Outside of that, right now, what I think is going well is our partnership, our ability to manage a household together, to be good parents together, to manage our our calendars together. I know that's not marriage, but I think a partnership is going really well. And I think that leads to a good marriage as well. I think you can't necessarily have one or the other, but I think our partnership is going well and we're starting to see some of the benefits of our partnership going well, which is seeing our kids thrive and doing and getting better. And that's been really good and encouraging to see. Well, I like that answer <laughs> and definitely sick. You can probably hear it in our voices right now that we're definitely not 100%. I sound a little bit more raspy, little Scarlett johansson than usual, but the fact that you said that, Colin... I did she just call herself Scarlet. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. Right. I'm going to go with that one. Sure. <laughs> when in quarantine, you can pretend that you're Scarlett Johansson. Okay, okay. <laughs> you're better than Scarlett Johansson. Oh my gosh, babe. Uh, but it is true how you know the my unmanaged mind dips into that Enneagram three go 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 lifestyle, and this week I've had to let down my guard a little bit and get the help that I need the help that I sometimes don't ask for. And you've been really good about taking care of me and taking care of us when we definitely need it. Somehow I was hit worse than everybody else in the whole family. But we're on the up and up. We're on the up and up. One thing I'd like to add to this that this week also definitely definitely showed a lot of is, Colin, we've done a really good job of making pivots. And as somebody who has not been able to make pivots very well in my entire life right now, I feel like in our marriage, we are in a season that if something changes last minute, we're able to take a deep breath and we're able to figure it out together. Like, do I still get a little bit angry? Yes, of course. Like the control freaking me still gets a little bit angry that things didn't go as planned. 
And at the same time, we're able to make that solution-focused decision together. And I feel like every single day this week, we're figuring out you know, whose meetings can't be moved, what work needs to get done, who has the deadlines, and it's been really good working with you as a team. So now for the next question, what is the hardest thing in our marriage currently? The hardest thing about marriage right now is communication, I think. We are both stretched pretty thin as parents, as all parents are. And you don't have a lot of time in your day. And so communicating is really key. We're doing a great job with the calendars, but I'm just going to talk about a story here. Let's get juicy if we're going to get into it, right? Oh boy, I don't even know which one he's bringing up, guys. <laughs> yeah, she actually doesn't. So last Thursday, we're putting the kids to bed. And I'm putting Owen and Lucy to bed. They're the two easiest. And Abby is putting Micah to bed. And I'm leaving Lucy's room, having already put Owen to bed. Lucy's already going to sleep. I'm closing her door. And she's laying in Micah's bed right now, trying to get him to go to sleep. And she says, Colin, I can only be in here for 30 minutes. And then I'm out. And so... Earlier that day, I could sense that Abby was very tired. Like this was going to be a night in my mind, having not asked her, right, mind you, that she was probably going to go to bed. So when she says to me, Colin, I can only be in here for 30 minutes. I took that as, hey, if he wakes up, you know, after like minute 31, like I am on with Micah because she needs to go to bed. So I go downstairs and Micah is not getting up. She's not getting up. I'm like, well, it's Thursday night. I'm going to get on and play video games. And if I hear him, then I'll go upstairs and take over and then I'll ditch the video games. Like totally agreed. And Micah goes to sleep. Abby comes downstairs and you look at me and you say, you're basically, you're disappointed, right? You're very disappointed. Well, the part that Colin isn't telling <laughs> is that I had asked him earlier that day, are you playing video games? And he goes, I don't think so. And I asked him again, because that's not a clear answer. The I don't think so isn't a clear answer. I asked him again. I said, are you playing video games tonight? It's Thursday. And you go, I actually don't think so. So in my mind, he wasn't playing video games tonight. What I didn't realize was that Jeremy, Micah, and Dave were all jumping on. And it changed my mind. And I didn't know that until after I left Lucy's room. But I told myself that I was going to go come upstairs if you needed help, of course. And so this led to miscommunication, right? This led to a talk, right? I don't think this was the one talk that led to a discussion. It probably was the straw that broke the camel's back that led to a heated moment. But case in point, easy miscommunication and could have been easily resolved had we talked further about it. One of this assumption thing happens in your partnership as well. That's the thing. It was an assumption. You had assumed, even though I hadn't said anything about going to sleep, you just had assumed that I was going to bed after 30 minutes, even though in my mind, I never even said that. So I think that's where it got really hard is that I was heartbroken because I thought we were going to have a night just the two of us. And Colin in his mind had already manifested like she's going to bed. You had made up this story about what was going to happen based on how I was acting before being really tired. So it just goes to show that we always say more clear, more clear. And I keep on pushing this like more clear, more information. If you need to ask again, ask again, ask the follow up, 
ask again. And sometimes it can seem a little bit annoying, but that's one thing that I've definitely been working on. I'll ask the question twice if I'm not getting the right answer or if I feel like it's not clear, not just in our marriage, but just in general to make sure that we have the right information going forward so that these assumptions don't happen. And this kind of leads like this is definitely the miscommunication. It always comes down to communication. In every partnership, communication is definitely kind of that bottom line where things get really hard. And to add on to this piece, and this is kind of the same type of story here, is the accountability piece. So even when I told the story afterwards of, hey, like this is why I was so heartbroken. I thought that we were going to have a night together. For me, I have a really hard time when someone doesn't take accountability for their actions or doesn't apologize afterwards. So in situations like this, being able to put yourself into your partner's shoes to figure out like where were their thoughts in the situation? Where did they see this story unfolding? And for both of us, right? Like after you told your side of the story, you're like, I was being very observant. I saw that you were tired afterwards. Like that made a lot more sense. But just from case in point, right away from the start, I was like, wait, you told me you weren't playing video games. And now you're playing video games. So that's just where taking accountability afterwards of saying, oh, I didn't see that side of it. Like, I didn't see that side of the story. This is where I was coming from. And being able to work together through that. Like, we definitely had a good conversation. It ended really well because we were able to really work through it and figure out going forward, what do we need to do together to make the miscommunication less and less? Yeah, I think it's so important in any relationship to assume positive intent. Like, I think when we finally actually talked about it, like you knew I wasn't just trying to betray you to go play video games, right? I actually thought you were going to sleep. And on the other side, you know, you basically said you wanted to hang out with me. Instead, you felt like I chose them over you. But assuming positive intent with each other, because we know that's not exactly how it happened, just made that so much better for us to communicate it back and forth. And how many times in our life does this happen, right? Hundreds, thousands on a daily basis, assume positive intent and ask good questions if you don't clearly understand what they're asking. Oh, Colin, that response was so insightful. I really, really liked that one. And let's just do one last question because we've been lucky to not have any kids walk in during this interview in quarantine. So as our listeners know, I have been going through some of my own health challenges. I was recently diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease that attacks the thyroid. You guys, the thyroid controls so many parts of our body, including energy levels, appearance, weight, sex drive. It affects emotional health. It affects mental health and so many more. And when you're living with an autoimmune disorder, it's not just you as the person who's affected. Everyone in the family needs to make changes. And Colin, you have been such a big supporter as I figure out the things that are going to help me feel more like me. So I would love you to get some background to our listeners and also their partners who may be struggling, not with an autoimmune disorder, because I know that that might not be for everybody, but having any type of struggle with their physical, emotional, or even mental health stressors that may be affecting them right now. Well, I wish I had the perfect answer for this. I always wish I had the perfect answer for everyone. But my mindset in this has been, this is a season, like the season we're going through with Micah together, right? It's a season. The season will end. The dark period will end. And it's not always sunny, right? The sunny time does end. But frankly, that is the beauty in life, right? The beauty is that that it's not the same every single day. And there are things that come in our way that are there for a reason. 
And sometimes we don't know what that reason is. And frankly, there's a reason why we probably shouldn't know what it is. But this is a season that you're going through. And I know that we'll get out of it. And whatever season you're going through right now, you'll get out of it. So I've been just trying to focus on what I can do. What can I do right now? And one thing that I enjoy do that I think I'm pretty good at is meal planning. I like cooking. That's right. That's one thing that can help our family. I can take more childcare responsibilities. I can (laughs) allow you to take the four hour weekend nap, maybe on Saturday and Sunday, not getting disappointed when you don't want to make love at night, you know, because you're exhausted. And so I don't know. I just think understanding that it's going to be seasons, right? And you're in a season right now and you'll come out of it and we'll be better off from it because you'd gone through it. Well, yeah. And with all of this, it's not a personal attack on the other person. It can definitely feel that way when you're in a partnership and so much, like it just feels heavy on both of you, but with mental health or physical health, sometimes you need to give your partner the space and the capacity to figure things out. And that sometimes means picking up their roles so that they can take on the added commitment to figuring out just how to get themselves back, like how to feel more like themselves again. So Colin, this has been such a fun interview. Thank you again for being on the Herself podcast from our studio that is our master bedroom for the time being. And if you were to leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would that be? Oh, man, that's way too much pressure. (laughs) Advice on what? Uh, Think parenthood, anything with marriage, maybe anything like yourself, (laughs) anything. Okay. I think I'm going to have to go back to positive intent. So for us, maybe the best, maybe marriage advice I could give is to assume the best in one another because marriage has a crazy amount of twists and turns. And as much as your spouse or partner can make you go crazy at times with what they do, me leaving the socks on the couch, for example, assume that I meant to get those back in the basket. (laughs) (laughs) And remember that your best doesn't mean perfection, but they are trying to give their best. And sometimes it is the most simple things that we can add to our marriages as parents that can have the most impact. And that's a really, really good one, Colin. So Drew and Amy are going to be doing a interview here coming up very, very shortly. But for those listening, know that Drew and Colin both love seeing what you enjoy about their content. If you see them in the wild, make sure that you say hello. And also, <laughs> and also please share this episode with your community or a friend and let us know what you took away from hearing a new perspective on some of the biggest things that we all deal with in parenthood as well as partnership. Thanks again, Colin. Bye now. <laughs> <laughs>